and I'm going to I'm going to stick 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 on one set of Bible verse scripture in this year. Amen. Provoking uncommon favor. Can I say this one in your hearing? Listen and listen very well. People of God, heaven has never failed to react at any time when the action of men provoke it. You understand that language? Heaven has never failed. Every time man provoke, heaven respond. In First Kings chapter three, we will see a man that provoke heaven. First Kings chapter three. Make sure you post it today, please. Drop it in any of the post box. First Kings chapter three. Anytime heaven is provoked, there is always a response that comes to man. Amen. Your action in provoking heaven determines the reaction you get. Amen? Your action in provoking heaven determines the reaction you get. The action might be positive or it might be negative. It depends on how you provoke it. In first case chapter 3, Reading from verse 2 to verse 5. Let's go. First Kings chapter 3. Are you there with me? Let's open our Bibles there. Matthew, what is that name? Don't be too wrong. Never mind. Don't be too First Kings chapter 3. Reading from verse 2. Only the people sacrificed in high places because there was no house built unto the name of the Lord until those days. Verse 3. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the status of David his father. Only he sacrificed and burnt insects in the high places and the king went to Gibeah to sacrifice there for that was the great high place a thousand burnt offerings make sure note take note of the offering a thousand burnt what offerings take note of it a thousand burnt what offerings it did not say offering the offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar? Verse 5. In Gibwa, the same night Solomon offered the sacrifice, he provoked heaven. The same night he released heavy artillery in the kingdom of God. He provoked heaven. Heaven has no option but to react to Solomon's offering. Brother Solomon provoked God in his giving. Heaven has no option but to answer to Solomon. In the night, Bible says, verse 5. Can you read it for me? It said, The same what? What happened? The same night in Gibbon. What happened? The Lord appeared unto Solomon during the night in the dream and asked him. So Solomon, Solomon, now you have provoked me. Now I have come. Ask me, what can I do for you? People of God, listen to me. When Noah built the ark, humanity misbehaved. I'm linking those two scriptures. I'm going to link three scriptures, three characters in the Bible here. The same Genesis. In Genesis chapter 8, verse 20, read it, Susan. Genesis chapter 8 from verse 20 going down. When this flood set to, after they came out, Noah did not do anything. He provoked God. 
What did he do? He prepared an altar and looked for the best sacrifice and laid it upon the altar. The Bible says that when God smelled the soul, read it, verse 20. Then Noah built an altar. He built an altar. An altar to the Lord. Yes. And took of every clean Every animal. clean animal. He did not just take fake animal. He, his sacrifice were very selective. Uh-huh. And of every clean bird. And every clean bird. And offered bird And burnt all it on the altar for God. He provoked heaven. He provoked God. Uh-huh. And the Lord smelled, and the, Lord smelled the, aroma. the aroma. What did God say? And the Lord said, He made a vow. I will never, I will again, never again destroy the ground for man's sake. sake. Although the, although the imagination of men are constantly wicked, although men is pervert, crooked, perversive generation, but because of one man's behavior, listen, listen to me, listen to me. You can come from a very negative family where nobody has ever succeeded by loving the Lord and serving God faithfully. God can turn your nasty family into one of the best family. In every mess, there is a message. Did you get that one? In every mess, there's a message for generation to hear. You can be a poor, stricken family, but your connection with the Lord can change your family history forever. It took one man to sin, it took one man to clear sin on planet Earth. Adam fell, it took Jesus to come. To eradicate sin and reconcile back us to God. In Genesis chapter 22, somewhere around verse 15, God appeared to Abraham. He said, Abraham, Abraham, now I know that thou fearest God. See, you have not, you have not withheld your only son out from me. Eh? Read it, read it. Genesis chapter 22. Go down to go down to verse seven. Start from verse seven or verse nine. That's good, brother. Verse nine. When they when they reached the place, uh -huh. God had told them about. Yes. Abraham built an altar. He built an altar there and arranged the wood. And arranged the wood. He found his son Isaac. Isaac first of all asked the father in verse seven to eight. He said, "Father, I'm seeing the wood. I'm seeing the fire. I'm seeing the knife. But where is the lamb for sacrifice?" He said, "Isaac, close your mouth. God will provide Himself a lamb." God was too sure that Abraham was going to sacrifice his son if he didn't stop him. He was too sure that Abraham was ready to provoke heaven, to hit heaven with the blood of his son. To drop it. Uh-huh. He, he bound him and laid him on the altar. On top of the wood. Yes, and lifted up the knife. Uh -huh. And took the knife to slay his to son. To slay his son. Heaven responded directly to Abraham. That was provocation. You are provoking heaven. He provoked uncommon favor upon his life. He lifted up the knife and wanted to slay the boy. And what happened? But the angel of the, the Lord. angel of the Lord. Heaven responded directly and said, Abraham, Abraham. Uh -huh. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Hey, listen. Uh huh. Do not lay hands on this son. Can I tell you something? It is because of Abrahamic covenant that the nation of Israel can never be beaten. It doesn't matter Hezbollah. It doesn't matter the Shia, the Shunit, whosoever gather. Because the Bible says, Behold, they will surely gather against me. But whosoever will gather for my sake shall fall. He said, A thousand shall fall by my right hand side, ten thousand by my left. I will only be a spectator. Why? Because somebody had provoked it before. He can provoke. Just like your forefathers provoked demonic powers to appear and disappear for fortune to come in the family, you can also provoke heaven and reverse the story around. Uh-huh. Verse 15. Now I know that now you, I know that you fear me. Because you have not withheld, you have not withheld the only child away from me. Uh-huh. Abraham looked. Abraham looked. And there in a thicket. Yes. Go to verse 17 for me. Verse 17. Jump to verse 17. 
Look at what God, God was done. After he provoked, first of all, it is your provocation. Listen to me. Newton's third law of motion states that to every action, there's equal and opposite reaction. True? Yeah. Mr. Raymond, you still remember that physics? Yeah. Good. He said to every action, there's equal and opposite reaction. And in Newton's first law, there's a law that says that. He said, an object, if it is moving, will continue in straight line except an external force act on it. Am I right? Yeah. Then it changes the direction. True? You see, I've forgotten my physics now. There's always something moving in the family lineage. But when you act on it, that you have come to know Jesus Christ, you can alter it. It's not easy to beat Israel. It's not easy. It's not easy. Small nation like that, since they have been there, they have been still receiving hostility. Till today they are there. Look at what Abraham did. Now read verse 17. Let's see the blessing. Read verse 17. I will surely bless you. I will surely bless you. And make your descendants. And make your descendants. As numerous as the sand. As numerous as the sand. Uh-huh. And as the sands on the sea. Yes. Your descendants will take possession. They will possess the gate of who? Of the cities of their enemies. Enemies. You want to possess the gate of your enemies? Provoke you. It is your provocation that determines the response of God. According to our text, heaven responded to Solomon in a way that has never happened. If you go and read me, listen to me. This thing I'm telling you, go and read your Bible very well. Go and read your what? Read your Bible very well. Hmm? You will get to notice that from the day heaven responded to uh, Solomon in this way. It has never responded to any other man. Go and read the Bible very well. Never. Because why? He went to Gibor and offer sacrifice. This account, our scripture has said, it said, ask of me, what can I do for you now? That was an open check. Open check. Listen, that was an open check. Since the day Solomon provoked God in this way, no other individual in the Bible has never reached that level of Solomon. That's the only account in the Bible. Go and read it. Hallelujah. Heaven responded to anyone like that before. It has never been it has never happened. The level of God's favor Solomon enjoyed on this planet Earth was an extraordinary favor. Sister blessing. Solomon enjoyed. He made even the gate man were using gold. When Queen of Sheba heard of it, she came to see Solomon. You know what Queen of Sheba did? The gate man, Queen of Sheba. Queen of Sheba was very rich. The gate man, Queen of Sheba knelt down before the gate. The gate man said, Eh, I'm just an ordinary gate man here. He said, well, what they have said to me, that account, if an ordinary gate man can be dressed in gold in apparel, what is happening inside? The cup Solomon drank in was pure gold. The spoons he ate with were pure gold. Solomon used gold in the land. For one provocation, you can change your generational history from lack to plenty. When you make God's business your business, he will make your business his business. When you touch heaven, God will touch you. You want everybody to know you? Know the God. Hallelujah. Know him. Nobody. An extraordinary favor is what the guy enjoyed. And this clearly play, put him ahead of all his colleagues and peers. People were bringing gifts from Solomon from all over the continent. They were visiting Solomon just to go and see what God was doing in life. Please, you can change your family history from negativity to positivity. One of you, one man can stand and say, enough of this thing. This family must go forward. Must get angry with yourself and say, this family, nobody would die prematurely again in this family. And stand there and say, and change that history completely. You must get angry with yourself that this family, nobody will be limited there again. I've seen family, nobody cross 70. As soon as they are getting to 70, mysteriously something will happen to them and then they die. I told myself, 
What killed my father cannot kill me. I refuse it. I reject it. It's not going to be generational. I, I break that circle. You can break the circle. You can take it from negativity to positivity. By reason of divine provocation. We are in the year of divine restoration, people of God. Everything you see happen on planet Earth, people have been celebrating, they provoke it. They provoke it. You can't get up and say you're a heavyweight boxer. You have to provoke it. You have to go and receive some tedious training. You can't just get up and say you're walking as a nurse. You have to burn some midnight candles. Hello? You can change your family history from negativity to positivity by your actions and inactions. Your actions, your behavior. They say in this family, nobody has ever bought a car. The only thing they bought was bicycle. You can change it and say, I am the first to buy a bicycle. They say in this family, nobody has ever done a church wedding. You say, I will change it. I'll be the first to do church wedding. I break all those protocols in my family. I break it to pieces. When I got up, I knew that if I don't deal with certain things from my family background, they'll deal with me. So I start. Hallelujah. I break all the protocols. He said, nobody can ever do this in this family. I said, no, not me, minus me. With Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. You can change it the way I change it. What was the secret? Why would God single out a man for a level of exceptional favor? What secret did Solomon have that God had to choose him for exceptional favor? He was outstanding and extraordinary beyond the limits and imagination of humanity. He was very wise. God gave him wisdom. Not only wise, God gave him riches. Not only riches, God made people to work for him. Hallelujah. By one divine provocation. May you not miss your timing. May you not miss your timing. Most of the time we miss when God is talking to us. We miss it. And God wanted to do certain things to put your name on the, on the calendar. You miss it. I'll teach on divine timing. How can I not miss my divine timing? You may not like it at that point in time, but that's the time God wants you to be there. Why should this man should be singled out for an extraordinary favor? Hallelujah. Exceptional favor. Which no one ever enjoyed in this Bible, but Solomon enjoyed the favor. I was reading the commentary, Matthew Henry commentary about Solomon's divine, this very scripture. He enjoyed favor in such a way that all around the world, they were bringing gifts, gold. Queen of Sheba brought truckloads, trucks, load of what? Gold. When she saw the gate man, she knelt down. Gate man said, no, I'm just an ordinary gate man. I said, well, what I've heard about Solomon is true. May people hear good news about you. Amen. This year, 2018, people will hear a good thing about you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. The scripture reveals that God is not a respecter of any man. Acts chapter 10. Let's go there. Let's see this. God does not rest. You may be a pastor. You may be a bishop. If you are not doing what God wants you to do, he can bypass you and make a member a billionaire in the church. Acts chapter 10, verses 34. Lisa, can you read that one for me? Verse 34, 33, 34. God is not a respecter of any man. So I sent for you immediately, uh -huh. and it was good for you to come. Yeah. Now we are all here in the presence of God mm -hmm. to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Yes. Verse 34. Yeah. Then Peter began to speak. Peter began to speak. I now realize. I now, this was Apostle Peter, after some time following Jesus Christ, when Jesus departed in Acts of the Apostles, 
He now said this one. Uh -huh. I now realize how true it is. God is not a it's not a favorite God. It doesn't show favoritism to any man. But accepts from but every accepts nation. from every nation the one who fears the him, one who fears him and does what is and right. Does what is right. Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach. He said, for I know that God is not a man. He doesn't show favoritism. But of those that fear him and do his will. Is it that man? Is it in King James? Verse 35. Is it what? Verse 35. But in every nation. But in every nation. He that feareth him. He that feareth him. And walketh righteousness is acceptable. Is acceptable. Now, what was the secret of Solomon? Two points, and we are going. Right from the beginning, the answer Solomon knew what to do. Even before he became a king, Solomon understood that there's something that if I take it to a, he, you know, you know what Solomon did? He observed his father David was doing certain things. He observed him. He observed him. He observed him. And Solomon said, my father did this. But if I take it to this other level, I think it will be better for me. He knew. He had an understanding. Like what you said in the, in the children of Issachar. I think First Chronicles, First Chronicles chapter 12 verse 32. See, and the children of Issachar who had an understanding of God's timing. Is that the one? First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. Is it the one? Am I on the right track? First Chronicles 12, 32. Read it quick. Don't write it yet. Read it quick first. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. Yeah. Is it the one? Is it what? And the children of Issachar. And the children of Issachar. Which were men. If you look at Issachar, the way Issachar was born, that's Leah's son. After Rachel, listen, when, when, listen to me. When Jacob fled away from the presence of his brother, went to Laban, he walked for seven years for Rachel and they supplanted him. He thought he was crook, but he met somebody that's more crooker than him. <laughs> his grammar can permit me there. More quicker than him, more quicker than him. So what did I want about Tima? They swamp the woman in the night. When they pray, they say, hey, but this is not what I want for. They say, walk more. He walked another seven years and got and Leah was barren, Rachel was barren because there's barrenness in their family. Village. So what happened? When the womb was open, gave back to Issachar. He said, I have strived with Issachar means I have strived with my sister and I have prevailed. That's the meaning of Issachar. The meaning of <laughs> Amen. And what happened? Now, the thing that happened was that Issachar now, because of that strife, God had Issachar's prayer. And Issachar was a tribe among two million people. So 200 of them were the only tribe of Issachar. How can 200 people command 2 million people? Read it now. It says, and the children of Issachar, who what? Had an understanding of God's divine timing. And ought to know what Israel ought to do. We are only 200 and all of their brethren were at their command. They became commander because they knew what to do. They have an understanding of who they are. So right from the beginning, Solomon knew. He saw his father David serving God. And God made a reference on David. He said, David was a man that walked perfectly before me, except for Uriah, the Hittite. Because he took Bathsheba, stepped with Bathsheba, and killed Uriah, and took Bathsheba. And that's where Solomon came from. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, Solomon now understood because before his father passed away, David called all his children and distributed everything. But something happened along the line. This is 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9. Let's read that scripture. 
for you to know that Solomon knew exactly how to provoke heaven for heaven to respond to him because he studied his father, he studied his mother, he knew what they are capable of doing. So he too took it to another level. Hello? He took it to another level. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9. What did he say? As for you, myself. You see, this, this grammatically, let's analyze that one. Those grammar. That's one on one grammar. Start it again. As for you, my as for you, that simply he has spoken to this, 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 and he got, as for you, uh huh. Know the God of your father. know the God of your father, and serve him with a loyal and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing and a willing mind. That means people can serve God, but their heart is not in it; their mind is not in it. Mm-hmm. For the Lord searches all hearts. He searches all hearts. And understands all the And understands everything. Everything we do, God understands it. Whether you are wake up in the morning. Can I say, can I shock you? There is a scripture in Psalm 149. David said, You know my rising up, I know my sitting down. Such knowledge is too high for me. If I fly to the darkest part of the day, you are there, your eyes can see. Listen to me. Nobody can run away from God. Even as we are seated here, He knows our hearts. Uh huh. You know what? That is it. Read that scripture. For the Lord searches all hearts. He searches all hearts. And understands all the intent. And understands all intent of the heart of men. Eh? If you seek Him, if you seek him, he will be found by you. He will be found of you. But if you if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. You see how God is casting us off forever. So number one, Solomon sat down and said, Oh, 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 oh. Even though my father was a womanizer, even though this was fun. Hey, take care of that boy. Take care of that boy. Take care of him. Take care of him. Even though this was what my father used to do, but there's something I need to understand. Let me do it. I'm going to do this. When I do this, this will happen. Hallelujah. So number one key that Solomon employed in engaging to unlock, which he used to unlock the heavens with for uncommon favor was love of God. Solomon loved God. It is only love that can make you give thousand offerings. It is only love that can make you give your tithe. It is only love that can make you bless people. True? No, that's just reality here. True? 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 It is only love that will make you talk to some people. We have the love of God in you, you talk to some people. It's only love. Because there are certain people that have nasty characters. They treat you like trash. But only love. So Solomon understood that love for God will propel me to become who God has predestined me to become. I have never seen a God lover abandon. Anyone that loves God can never remain down. Solomon loved God. Listen, he loved him to scorn. He loved God to a fault. <laughs> Solomon was a God lover. Solomon's burnt offering was in thousands. He gave thousands of offerings to God. Love of God. Love. How many Christians love God today? Love. We love God. There's nothing we can withhold from God. We love God. You can go extra mile for God. Solomon loved the Lord. He loved him. He loved him. Excuse me, let me do this for her. At this point, they are feeling hot here. He loved the Lord. He understood that his father loved the Lord. But he took his love for God to another level. Hello? He said, David loved the Lord. But I'm going to love him more than my father. That's why I say, love the God of your father. Serve him. And Solomon said, oh. Okay, that's a secret. That's one in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9. Is that not the first opening? Is that not the opening statement? He said, what? He said, as for you, what? What do you do? 
know the God of your father. That means love the God of your father. You can't love, if you don't love somebody, you can't know them. True? <laughs> Am I saying the truth? If you don't love people, you can never know them. You can be your neighbor where you are, where you spend the rest of the time. Huh? Florence, your neighbor where you are, where you were before you moved now. Do you know everybody in that compound? No, do you know everybody? No. No. <laughs> you already knew you. True? Like the woman that water. All of us, even outside that, we knew her with her dog. True? The only thing that we don't like is the dog we didn't like. Aha, you see. I set the trap and I catch her. <laughs> Amen. The only thing that you didn't like about the thing, the whole thing is the dog. But the woman can water the whole garden, the whole compound, from her own tap where she is connected. Love. If you don't love people, you can't associate yourself with them. Solomon loved the Lord. He loved him. And he appeared in Gibeah and offered a sacrifice in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 4. Look at that. Thousands of offerings. Sheep, 1,000. Goat, 1,000. Bull, 1,000. Today's money, that's big money. 1,000 goats. We are talking about some good thousands of dollars. Amen? Even if they are giving you the goods for $250 or $150, we are talking about thousand, thousands of more hundred dollars there. Honestly. Amen? When you don't love God, you, don't, you can't even give your five cents to people to eat. It's out of love that you and I are doing the project back home to feed these children. It's out of love that you and I are giving so that we can be able to put food on the table. Solomon understood it. That the only way I can do this is to go and love God. What motivated this young man to do this was love. He was motivated by love to offer this type of offering. And once he offered it, heaven was promoted. And God has no option but to appear to him in the night. Say, Solomon, Solomon, ask me. Ask me, what can I do for you? Solomon said, no, God, I don't need money. I don't, I don't kill my enemies. But give me what? Wisdom. A discernment of spirit. And the wisdom of Solomon is never ever. Nobody, there is nobody that has ever had such a wisdom. Apart from Jesus. Solomon was so wise. He was so wise, he kept the nation. When Solomon came on the throne, throughout the time of his office, one bullet was not shot fire. There was peace in the land. Amen? So number one key he used was the key of love. Hallelujah. Love is a very strong force. That drives a man to go extra mile. When a man knows that the wife loves him, that man can go extra mile to just please. Truth? No, let's say it's true. True? Yeah. The man knows that you love him, that man can go extra mile. So, those of you who are not yet married, listen to me. No matter who comes your way, just love. Play love. You don't know. Love. It is love that will make a man cannot look outside for another woman. Love. Love them. Love him. Love drives a man to do extraordinary. Even though they don't have, they do it extraordinary. It's hard to hate me because I show you love every day. Amen. Even my little boy Matthew can take just take something and put on the ears. Hello, Pastor. And he will be doing that coincidentally. I will call. The father, the father told me that coincidentally I tell you, hello, Pastor. Hello, If I don't call, Mama will call. He is doing certain things that you don't know. Lord, Lord. Bible says, love covers a multitude of sin. Where there is love, there is no 
saying, nobody look at your fault. You love the people. Don't take nobody for granted. Love everybody as they are. Solomon understood that if I love the Lord, my father David loved the Lord, I'm going to increase my love to another level. It is love of God that makes you give your son offering. It is love of God that makes you pay your tithe so that the kingdom of God be promoted. Love. It is even love of God that makes you to raise extra fund so that the church will continue to go. The love of God and your generation yet unborn will benefit from it. Abraham was willing to sacrifice. Had it not been the love of God in his heart, he won't take Isaac. True? 25 years waiting for one thing. The thing came. And now you and the thing are talking. The boy is now praying by your side. Hey, sister, blessing. Like the way Dwight can be giggling with you. Your boys and your girl can be dancing around you. He said, let's give one. Hey, Satan, I bind you. Satan, I bind you. He will speak the last show now. True? True? That's true. But Abraham never argued. He said, God, you gave me you want to eat? That's why Isaac. That's why they say the God of Abraham and Abraham of God. Love. <laughs> Hallelujah. The love of God lovers. People who love God can go extra mile to do things for God. Solomon went extra mile and offered. Amen. God was propelled. God stood up and looked at him and said, You, Solomon, you have provoked me to this level. I'm going to do something for you. And he appeared to him and asked him and he gave him wisdom. And the wisdom was so great that he became very rich. Never you ask for your enemy's death. Ask God to give you wisdom how to deal with people. Amen. Let us see John chapter 15. John chapter 15 verse 13. What did he say there? A man that is propelled by love for God will never consider any sacrifice too big for God. <laughs> no sacrifice too big for God, yeah? John chapter 15 verse 13. You are there real quick. John chapter 15, verse 13. What is it? Greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friend. Can you imagine Jesus Christ himself? He laid down his life for you and I. Oh, what type of love is that? Hmm? What is that? For him to come and die. Sin. Look at me. He did not commit any sin. Jesus never committed any sin just because of love for humanity. He died on the cross, but naked. Under hot burning sun, he gave his life. He died to reconcile back again to God, to bring us back again to the original. And today we can shed blood of Jesus and we are free. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Those type of messages, we can preach it until the sun goes down. Greater Lord, and the man can show like this to lay down his own life. He surrendered his life at the hands of Roman soldiers. They nailed him on the cross so that you and I can be redeemed. Amen? Number two secret. Number two. Another secret of the uncommon favor heaven released upon Solomon was as at the size of his offering, yeah? Uh, what? The size of your offering speaks. Is it true? Which part of the Bible offering spoke? Which part of the Bible you have? This Bible you have? The size of offering spoke. Another one hated the brother. Cain and Abel now. Don't you understand Cain and Abel's story? Abel was a farmer, was a what? A shepherd man. Cain was a farmer. You know what Cain did? He went and brought Fangadama. You know what is Fangadama? 
we call it this very old Vangadama. You know what is Vangadama? Small orange here, small ketele here, small bitter ball here, small fish, small thing, and blend together. Is it in Kenya? Those small, small sacrifice, the sacrifice that they can mix everything, they put uh, lollies, they put sugar, they put uh, what? We have Muslim sacrifice. Don't look at me. Every Muslim does that. Once it is Muslim, they do that. Or they scatter it on the road, road junction. Break egg at road junction. Cain brought deceptive sacrifice before the Lord. Abel brought a fatling. And God have respect for Abel's sacrifice and declined on Cain's sacrifice. In fact, he asked him in the Bible, he said, if, if you did very well, why should you be angry? But you did not do good. That's why your sacrifice was never accepted. Solomon understood that my father had been sacrificing, but I'm going to beat my father in sacrifice. Let my sacrifice be fat and flourishing before God. I'll lay it on the altar. They say, give $50 and leave, top it with $100. You give fifty dollar, hundred dollar. The one that gave fifty, you gave hundred. Who is God, God, God going to look first? No, who am I going to look first? No, leave God as I mean, human being, your pastor. They say everybody should give fifty, hundred, hundred, fifty, fifty, and there's a pastor. I'll give one fifty. Who am I going to say God bless you first? <laughs> Why do you think God is not like that? <laughs> eh? David had been sacrificing. This is not to rush for one prophet to go and bring motion. I'm just telling you the reality. Look at it, it's in the Bible. David had been sacrificing. David said, I will not give unto God anything that does not cause me pain. Solomon said, hey, this one I capture from you. I'm going to increase the pain of giving in my heart for God. And God said, Solomon, you need the jackpot. <laughs> the, the quantity and quality of your sacrifice Attract heaven to you. The what? This one is not on paper. It's just coming in my head now. God is just giving. The quality and quantity of your sacrifice determines how heaven responds to you. Solomon understood it. He understood that everything Solomon gave to the Lord was given in thousands. Not one. That's why I say offerings. He offered thousand offerings. Sheep, one thousand. Goat, one thousand. Bull, one thousand. Camel, one thousand. Solomon offered sacrifice. They were just cutting the throat of the creature until the whole place turned bloody. And he went to bed. And God said, Solomon, ask me now. Solomon, ask me. Even though Solomon was womanizer, but God still blessed him. True? Very true. There are certain things where prayer cannot answer. Your sacrifice can answer for you. Did you hear me? Your prayer cannot be answered because your grammar is wrong. Your motive of prayer is very wrong. But your sacrifice can answer on the altar for you. Don't you hear in the Bible that the Bible says God of the cheerful giver? What do you understand by that? God loves the what? What do you understand by that? Giving from the heart. A cheerful giver. A lover of God that gives everything to God. Do not cancel and sit down. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I want to teach you this thing so that you can understand. Please, 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 you have, you are, you, you are so religious over religious. Forget about religion. Connect yourself to the living God. Do the will of God. Hello? Hey, can I say something to you? If you try everything, it fails. Have you seen that scripture in first case? Where the king, he, was, he didn't know God, but the battle was so heavy against him. What he did? He took his first son, not so? He took his first son and put him on the wall and cut his throat. What happened? Israel, the battle ceased. Even though it doesn't go, the battle stopped. They never came against him. He won the battle. Hands down. 
Your sacrifice for the kingdom of God can provoke heaven. And if your, your children are misbehaving, you are still sitting there, you are clapping your hands. Oh God, eh, eh, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, pray. This children, say, God said, no sacrifice. Bring the sacrifice on the altar. Let me shatter the demon behind them. And you drop it on the altar. Bah! And the altar say, you, children, will arrest their heart. Turn it back to the mother. Listen. And I don't need to you. Both in the positive supernatural and negative supernatural. That's usually why Christians are getting more poorer. They want to run behind one prophet to be promoting them. When they are in the church where they are seated, this church, there is more power in this church that can raise a dead body. Don't tell me anything. There are miracles in this church. There are miracles here. There are miracles here. True? We have, God can give us a miracle here. You agree with me? Yeah. You don't need to run behind one old prophet to be brainwashing you to tell. They can take their money out of here, go and give, give, get, give to the prophet. Oh, who is coming? Bushiri is coming, Major One. Who, who is coming? This is coming in town. Who is coming? This is coming in town. And then they will go there. They will go, Bushiri prophesy on the It happens in Brisbane. Where they are doing the church, they are starting club just behind, behind the world night club. The people will come here for prophecy after they go to night club. <laughs> What you are supposed you are running behind this man, paying your transport, girls hovering over them, flying from pillar to post, going to them. Where are your church? Where you are? It's, there's miracle in this place that can raise the God. Believe in the Lord that God will prosper. Believe also this prophet. That means your pastor, you will succeed. Amen. Why do you think I went to Africa and they are crying? They say, June. They, admit, they say June. Man of God, June. So as a matter of fact, they say I should leave there on the 29th of May. Getting there the 31st rest, they will spark the team June. Until the ending of June, July, I come back. Why do you think? There are certain things God used me to do there. Testimonies are always coming to me. I was flying. The Lord said, carry their prayer point. All the prayer point they give me is on my bed head side. I'll spread them and walk over them and pray for them every time. Before I get back, I say, God, I need a testimony. God will do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Solomon understood the quantity of his sacrifice can provoke God. The quantity and quality of your sacrifice can make heaven, can put a full stop on heaven to respond to you. So now I know that thou fears me. You do not withhold your only child from me. In blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. The seed shall possess the gate of their enemy. Those who bless you, I will bless them. Those who curse you, I will curse them. Full stop. And God stamp it with a rubber stamp. Proof. He said, Ken, sin is at your door. If your sacrifice was good, the quality, I should have opened heaven. Why are you ending Abel? Abel brought the best. You brought Fangadama there, you say. Fangani, in my medieval Fangani, they put potato, half potato, put small corn, put chicken, <laughs> put this, put this. They can't bring right. And the guy brought a whole big fat ram. Say, God, this is what you have blessed me with. This is the best I'm doing. Listen to me. Every time you want to give God, give him the best. He said, anything that does not cause you pain does not touch God. That's why I say it's a 126. Are you, are you there? Let's do some 126. It's going to 12 now. I'm going to get out of your way very soon. Next 10 minutes, I'm off your way. Let's do some 126. Susan, read it quick. Some 126. Quick, 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 quick. They say what? I understood. Uh -huh. We were like those who dream. Go. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Go. Then they said among the nations, yes. the Lord has done great things for them. Uh -huh. The Lord has done great things for us uh -huh. and we are glad. Yeah. Bring back our captivity. Bring back o Lord, our captivity, O Lord. As the streams in the south. As the streams in the what? South. South. Uh -huh. Those who saw in tears. Are you hearing that scripture? They don't balance it or don't dodge it. 
White tears. Uncle Tima, white tears. White tears because they need it the most. Anything you don't need, don't give God. The one you need most is the one you provoke God with. No lies. Uh huh. Shall reap in joy. Yes. He who continually goes forth. He who continually, not only they do it this Sunday, I don't do it another day again. He who continually, present, continually means what? Eh? Ongoing. Ongoing means what? Constantly. Constantly means what? Not relenting. Ongoing means ongoing. You are doing it. Whether profit comes. I mean, whether God bless me, doesn't bless me, I can never stop serving him. My life alone is a blessing. If you want bless me, don't, don't bless me. Me, this God, I will serve him. And I'm not going to serve him. I will serve him with my substance. I will serve him with my children. I, he said, for what? He said, if it pleases you, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, who will serve the living God. Uh-huh. He who continually goes forth weeping. Continually go forth weeping. Bearing seed for soul. They are carrying the seed, but they are still crying. They are carrying this by one thousand dollars. I'm supposed to eat this money this week, but look, God has bringing it. They say, church. Continually. Ah, there's some people left out. They went to Brisbane. They bought water from Boshini. The more they drink the water, the more they die. Well, your pastor is in town and you are flying there. Grace cancels disgrace. Some of us we are under grace. Uh huh. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. Hey, mother. Doubtless means what? Doubtless means what? Doubtless. You cannot. It, will, it is impossible for you to really do the things for God and God doesn't bless you. Impossible. You are not seeing God, but you are seeing God's messenger. Now let's look at 1 Corinthians here. Yeah? Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Mr. Timan. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Let's look at that. There, there, there are certain things you do in life for God. Heaven can never forget you. Never! Say, remember this. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly. Whoever sows sparingly shall reap what? Sparingly. But whoever sows bountifully shall what? Reap generously. Generously. Just, just go and give any two dollar coin for every day for offering. Say God will bless you. It is not there. Amen. There is no limit to the harvest heaven can deliver to you. It is the size of your seed, however, that determines the harvest you get. Even as a farmer, somebody is doing 30 bushels of rice. You are doing one bushel of rice, and the 30 bushel got 178 bushel of rice. Do you want to be at the same level? Can 30 bushel of rice, 178, can two bushel give you the same thing? Even though that land is fatter, you can never reach that level. Is it true? No, is it true? The quantity and quality of your seed determines the harvest. And God appeared to, God told this guy, after he offered the sacrifice, he appeared to Gideon and told Gideon, he said, Gideon, you know your problem? You are a mighty man of value, but the problem you are having, your father's altar is fighting against you. And can I say something to you? It's very easy for you to know the secret in your family if you're a giver. One day, no one got to me. Hmm? When we lost our father, everybody was crying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was a Christian, but casual. Until 1995, God arrested me. You know what the Lord told me? He said, go to your father's house. 
on the wall, there is a thing he hid inside the wall with all your names on it. Dig that thing, remove it from the concrete. To be very honest with you, throughout the time, I met they have bombed the house in Konon, but when I went down there, I saw that thing on that wall. I dug it. I dug it and removed. Indeed, there was a marabou stone there with our name written on it. That was how freedom came. God in the to prepare to promote his kingdom, he has no option but to appear to you. You are looking at me like a dry fish in the market. Okay, open to Judges chapter 6. So you can't say this pastor wants to eat our money here, criminal pastor. <laughs> That's good. The way you are looking at me. I'm putting my gear. Judges chapter 6. Let's look at, no, first of all, let's look at 19. Gideon went in, mm -hmm. prepared a young girl. That, that's what, that's, listen to me, he was feeding an angel. Listen, he was, the angel appeared to him, so he was not feeding the angel. Those of you who are so greedy, people can come to your house, you can't even give them a cup of water to drink. Every time a man of God visits your house, let me tell you this with you today. Don't let him go without be drinking water from your house, except they are fast. You see me? Even if you are not a pastor, you come to my house, you will not go. I must, I must look for something to give you. That's my secret. That's why I say my house, nothing can lack me. That's my house. I like all of you to even come to there and eat everything. By tomorrow is full again. Because I know when God bless you, he's blessing me. You don't know my secret there. Nobody. Nobody. Even small, small children like this, every time they go to house, I make sure I give them even juice to drink. You know what I'm doing? Do I know what they are carrying? Do you know what the spirit of God in these children? When you bless them, God also, they, they drink. Ah, Pastor, thank you. People will go to him before you know your closet is closed. That's why your life is closed. You make the you make the kitchen so sorry for that you have never cooked in that kitchen. <laughs> never. Yeah, that's good. Man. Nineteen again. Gideon went in, uh -huh. prepared a young goat. And from an ephah of flour, he made bread without yeast, putting the meat in a basket, and it brought in a pot. He brought them out and offered them to him on that oath. Mm -hmm. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread, mm -hmm. place them on this rock, mm -hmm. and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. Mm -hmm. With the tip of the staff that was in his hand, yeah. the angel of the Lord touched the meat. <coughs> you see that? You know what he was doing? He was trying to see the quality of the offering that Gideon gave him. It was for him to eat. You understand? But he said, put it here. If I touch it with this uh, fire catch, it means God has answered your, your sacrifice. Go ahead. Read. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. Mm -hmm. When Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, mm -hmm. Ah, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. 23. But the Lord said to him, Please, do not be afraid. You are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar. He built an altar again. And called it the Lord is face. That, this, is, this is the name of this church. That's where God gave me this church. Jehovah Shalom. King James spell it out. Shalom. Peace. Read verse 25 now. After he built an altar and called it, because he never built empty altar, other altar, he laid something on the altar. The same night, verse 25. That same night, that same night, the Lord said 
the Lord said to Gideon. Take a second you know, Gideon, you know your problem? You are a mighty man of valor, but your father's altar is the one tormenting you. Until you bring down your father's altar and build an altar, your name to me, you will never succeed. That's what God was telling Gideon. Mm -hmm. Take the second bull from your father's uh, Why the second bull? Because that bull is seven years old. Seven Why years seven? Years. Number seven means perfection. The Lord shall perfect that which concerns him. Uh-huh. Tear down your father's altar. Tear down his altar. Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor. I'm still telling you, but your father's altar is blocking me. That's not God talking to him. It's blocking me from fulfilling your destiny. So you have to bring down that altar, yes? Tear it down. Altar to bow and to cut down the ashram. Cut down the ashram, the groups, uh-huh. Then build a proper kind build. of altar. Ah, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I like your passion. Ah, I like your passion. Repeat that again. Build the what? A proper kind. A proper kind. There was an altar, but it's not a proper altar. Build another proper altar to me. Some of us, we are very brilliant and very intelligent, super, super, super intelligence. But our intelligence cannot go up above the roof. Why? There's an altar somewhere. It's going to be altar versus altar. Until your altar challenge your father's altar, you cannot go, in, you are not going anywhere in life. You know that language? Am I clear? Yes, father, read father. Start from verse 25 again, my brother, please. I like, I like Pastor Nefa. I like your passion. That same night. The same night. Well, but why that same night? Because he, all, he first of all offered, he gave a sacrifice that provoked heaven to respond to him. Uh huh. Take the second bull yeah. in your father's time. Uh huh. The one seven years old. Yeah. Tear down your father's altar. Tear down the Miranda family altar. Tear down the Aseneca family. I tear down the Rogers family, the Hill family. Tear down the Chroma family. Tear down that altar in every family. You know the reason why God made you born again? God made you born again for you to know these things. And what? Then build a proper kind build of altar. Build a proper kind of altar that will invite me to come so that I can fulfill your destiny. Gideon. Using the wood of the ashram pole, uh -huh. cut down. Cut down. Offer the second bull as a burnt offering. Burner. Twenty-seven. Mm -hmm. Gideon took ten of his servants. Uh -huh. and did as the Lord told. You know what he did? He didn't go there during daytime. They would chase them. He went where when the city was sleeping. He took his battalion, super, super. This, I, I, uh, uh, what? I get good and boys. <laughs> Say, follow me. We are going to deal with what is disturbing the young men in this village. Oh, you know the reason why he took the young men in the village? No young man was progressing because the altar was affecting all of them in the family. So he took them. He said, let's go follow me. And they threw down the altar. And since then, Gideon became number one and fulfilled his destiny. May you fulfill your destiny. May God, as I go in tonight and pray on your behalf, may God take you and open your eyes, one after the other, to what is disturbing and blocking your destiny. In Jesus' prayer. Family, God is paralyzed. He said, my covenant will I not break. Which covenant do you have with him? All of you are beautiful in the family. Nobody's getting married. You look at in the family, you see one of your siblings is misbehaving, going up and down, misbehaving. Today they are in where, tomorrow they are in Kenema, the other day they are in Bo, the other day they are in Freetown, they are not standing at one place. Something is wrong somewhere. Sit down and ask God, why is happening in this family? People don't stay long. Before you know, they assassinate them. A reverend doctor was building a cathedral. They assassinated him at age 36. But you know, his father too was assassinated at age 36. And the younger one that remained started finding out. He ran, he went to Dr. Lukola. That's how they found out there's an altar in their village. They went and broke the altar. Altars are covenant that cannot be broken. You can speak in tongue. You call heaven from heaven. That's why I see many men of God are still famished in Africa. Why? There's an altar speaking against them. The Kennedy. Go and do research on Kennedy, the Kennedy curses. Hello? Uh, you hear what I'm saying? Everything that happened. You know, everybody was sitting down, you are looking at the apple falling. It took one man 
to ask a question. Why is this apple falling? And he went and collected the apple. Some of them were eating the apple. Isaac Newton sat down there and said, why is the apple falling? And he invented the law of gravitational force. To every why, there is an answer God will give me. Hello? I made a vow to change my family history. This, my brother, you see, persecuted me when I became born again. This one you see on the thing now. This one you see. Today he's in the Bible. He persecuted me. Two times they poisoned me. Twice they poisoned food for me to eat. Why should I leave the dinner? I said, I'll leave the dinner, leave the supper, leave the albalao. I ran away. I was with some family members in Bo. Nobody knew my whereabouts. I hibernated. A man's enemies are members of his own house. Today, that man is preaching. When I went to Peter, I said, How is it? He said, Very good. This is the best thing he did for me. I said, Praise God. Preaching today. And he's on fire. He preaches. When we went to freedom, when I was preaching, somebody was manifesting. He was helping with the deliverance. True? Thumbs up. I was able to bring him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm able to bring some more. Because they are looking at the family, looking at my life, copying. Amen. We have to bring some altars. Taking you, I'm taking your family names before God. I'm going to give the paper to, to this boy now. Craig, get a paper. Every one of you, I'm not telling you your married name, your family name. Write your family name for me. You give it to Craig. Send it to me as an email. I'm going to print it out. I, I'll put it on God's altar this week. God, this family, you must vindicate them. They are innocent. You are too innocent! Some of you are not even born where your parents did those things. You don't know anything about it. They are doing it to get power. Then he came ordinarily and entered into it. And ignorance of the law is no excuse. True? You might be ignorant. You don't know anything about the constitution of our Western Australia. But when you break the law, you go to prison. You can't even because you don't know. Spiritual laws. That's how spiritual laws are looking. You break spiritual laws, you'll be captured by it. Amen? It must be emphasized that you can walk in the realm of uncommon favor only if you set your priorities right. If you do what Solomon did, favor is your portion. You can become greater than everybody in your father's house and mother's house. What? I am looking forward for the day when I will see Craig doing something that the father has never done, the mother has never done. I'm looking forward for the day when I'll see Susan do something that the father has never done, the mother has never done. You do it first. When they will tell me that Andrew Tamba Brahma is on top of situation in where the father and mother has never dreamt of being, he's above it. I'm looking forward for that day. That's the day I'm looking forward for. Then I'll, that makes me feel good. And indeed, I've been part of the life, the journey, and God has fulfilled it. That's my dream. Looking forward for the day, always your children and your children's children will be very blessed. When favor speak on their behalf. That's why I'm teaching Dwight. He's learning it strongly. So that he can be where God, when your children are where. I am proud of them. The school is calling you that they are making A, they are grade A students. They make an impact in this nation. Listen to me. God is not a respecter of any man. But anyone that fear him and do his will, he is able to do it. You can walk in an uncommon favor. You can be in this land and enter Parliament House and make decisions on behalf of Australian government. And it come to pass. God bless you. Tune in next week, same station, same time. God bless you.